Hi, and welcome to our show, Forever Paranormal, with your host, Dr. Bill and Ed, where we will discuss such things as cryptids, UFOs, hauntings, angels, unsolved mysteries, government conspiracies and cover-ups, witchcraft, the metaphysical, and more, as well as stories sent in by you, our listeners. If we can connect a paranormal element to it, we'll talk about it. And you may be surprised by what all is connected to the paranormal. Please don't forget to follow, rate, and share the show, since it would not be possible without you, our listeners. And as a public service, we would like to let everyone know that you are truly never alone, even if you think you are. The Suicide and Crisis Lifeline is 988. Just reach out. Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's eerie and expanding discussions on portals, energy vortexes, and wormholes. How are they different? How are they the same? And how does all of this tie into parallel universes? One thing for sure is that quantum physics ties into all of them, as we will see a little later on. Hi Deb, how are you this week? I'm good, how are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. So, are you ready to pop into this and see what's on the other side? (laughs) Sure. Let's go. Okay. Well, with all the news from the latest reality shows and Skinwalker Ranch to congressional testimony from whistleblowers on government cover-ups, on UFOs and UAPs, they all seem to be talking about wormholes, parallel universes, portals, and energy vortexes. So we thought this was an appropriate time to take a look at the subject matter. I know you had an opportunity to catch some of that correct congressional hearing. Did you learn anything new or unexpected? Yeah, there was a lot of, of course, classified information. One of the things I found astounding was the way Congress was complaining They were denied access to some of this because it was above top secret. And um, Mr. Crush explained through some of the laws we have in this country, there is no such thing as above top secret. That they're basically making their own rules. And they're taking such things as um, there was this weird looking Mountain Dew bottle found on the side of the road. So they're classifying that. So they're just classifying things that really aren't meant to be classified so they don't have to discuss it and keep it out of the public eye. But the biggest thing that I learned that I was just completely stunned by is the famous Tic Tac video. That incident has never, ever, ever been investigated. Not to this day. And it was on the USS Nimitz. That's just amazing to me. Is that what they say, or do you believe that's what really has not happened, or are they just that's not what came out it? in the congressional hearing? Oh. That's what was said by the commander of the Nemets and the fighter pilot that saw it, mm-hmm. and this is what was testified before Congress that we have never investigated that incident. That's just amazing to me because hmm. it's famous. Yeah. Okay, so. Get off my soapbox here on that. <laughs> Glad you asked, though. <laughs> now, 
On this stuff here, folks, I am definitely not an expert or physicist. So let's just start with the basics by defining what each of these are. As we discussed in a previous episode, an energy vortex is a specific location on Earth where energy is concentrated at a specific point, whether entering or emanating out of the Earth's plane. They are believed to exist at the intersections of ley lines or random lines of natural energy that make up the Earth's electromagnetic field. A portal is a doorway or entrance to another place and are like wormholes as they allow passage back and forth. A wormhole, also known as an Einstein-Rosen bridge, is a theoretical method of folding space and time to connect two places in space, allowing instantaneous travel from one place to another. Now, let's note here that a black hole and a wormhole are definitely not the same thing. A black hole is scientifically proven to exist, and a wormhole is still at this time completely theoretical. It's like this. A black hole is a region of space-time that is warped to the point that nothing can escape it. This is the result of a very large amount of mass in a very small volume. They can be the remnants of cores of very massive stars after they run out of fuel and collapse. There are also supermassive black holes that lie in the centers of some galaxies that are probably the result of galactic evolution. While a wormhole is a shortcut in space-time, the topology is such that by traveling through the wormhole, you can arrive at a destination faster than going in a standard direct route. They are often visualized as a tunnel between two sheets of space. Portals and vortexes seem to be tied more into the paranormal, while wormholes are more associated with space travel. But are they really all that different? Portals and wormholes are used to get from point A to point B in one manner or another. While a vortex seems to be more of a concentration of energy. But is that concentration of energy what actually opens the porthole or the theoretical wormhole? In reading about vortexes, I've kind of drawn some conclusions or opinions that perhaps you could set me right on. It's simply put, an example of a vortex in scientific terms could be a tornado, a whirlpool, or like a volcano. And in spiritual terms, one example would be the chakra system, which holds many personal vortexes, so to speak, in the body that power the life force. Is that about right? That's about right. You're looking at a natural vortex, which is the wind or the water or things like that, versus an energy vortex, which is all magnetic. So they're still two different things, but they, yes, they kind of do the same thing. So by that logic, could the same be said of spirits? No, I don't believe spirits are vortexes. I believe they can travel through a, a vortex or a portal or um, a, uh, some type through some type of parallel universe. But I don't believe they're vortexes at all. Yes, they're energy, but like us, we're energy. But our energy doesn't work in an electromagnetic manner like that. 
That's a really good question, Deb. But before we start looking at these individually, let's see what role quantum physics plays in all of this. First, quantum physics is the branch of physics which is concerned with the smallest units of our universe, atoms and subatomic particles. By studying subatomic particles, quantum physicists have observed that these particles are made up not only of substantive matter, but also of swirling vortexes of intangible matter. Therefore, everything in existence can be argued to also be made up of swirling vortexes of energy. So to go back and re-answer your question, technically, yes, you're 100% right. In natural sciences, a vortex is simply a swirling mass of earth, water, or air. Similarly, New Age and esoteric spiritual people define an energy vortex as a specific location where swirling currents of energy congregate and imbue the place with above-average levels of earthly energy. But what makes them seem spiritual or paranormal? Since the beginning of civilization, people have sought to find a reason for what is happening from the chaos called our lives. One way people do this is to seek out areas that provide them the feeling of positive energy and peace, such as mountains or lakes. And over time, some of these places become permanent settlements, and ancient cultures constructed monuments to harness their powers. Let's fast forward a few hundred or maybe a few thousand years, and some continue to function as spiritual spaces today. Energy vortexes continue to attract thousands of visitors seeking peace and harmony every year. Whether they come for a religious experience or simply to reflect and meditate, people who visit energy vortexes recognize the power of positive energy and its potential for healing the mind, body, and soul. All right, so with that said, let's take a look at some of the famous energy vortexes from around our planet. First, we've got Stonehenge in England, and is often one of the first places that comes to mind when it comes to mystical sites. Stonehenge is a prehistoric monument made of massive standing stones. This megalithic wonder was erected between 3000 and 2000 BC, and may have originally served as a burial ground or ceremonial site or, as some ancient theorists believe, a landing spot for extraterrestrials. Now, nestled within the Coconino National Forest is Sedona, Arizona. Sedona's tranquil atmosphere leads many spiritual people to view the entire city as one giant energy vortex. It's also home to several key locations that purportedly lie at the intersection of several ley lines. Bell's Rock, Cathedral Rock, and Boynton Canyon are just a few Sedona vortexes of particular interest to visitors who come to the town in search of an authentic psychic experience. But let's also note that the sighting of UFOs and UAPs is astounding in the Sedona area. There are many, many reported instances in that area alone. Now, coming in at over 14,000 feet, is a place we've talked about in previous UFO episodes, and that is Mount Shasta. And it's potentially an active volcano in the Cascades in Northern California. Many California psychics and New Age adherents consider Mount Shasta an energy vortex that promotes healing and spiritual growth. 
It also features prominently in the lore of local Klamath tribes who see the mountain as a sacred site that houses the world's creator and acts as a bridge between the spiritual and natural realms. This also makes Mount Shasta a UFO hotspot with rumors of an underground base and a complete underground tunnel system. Okay, so now let's use an energy vortex to create an imaginary portal bending time and space to travel over the Spain where Esvigida is located. This giant limestone rock stands over 1,300 feet above the water off the west coast of Ibiza, near Cala de Hort. The area around Esvigida exudes a magnetic field so powerful that some claim it is the third most magnetic spot in the world after the North Pole and the Bermuda Triangle. With such a powerful vortex of energy at its center, it's no wonder that the rock is the subject of many legends, including one that contends it is part of the lost continent of Atlantis. Regardless, visitors to Esvigida report that the rock is a magical place full of positive energy, but you can only see it from the beach, across the bay, or at boat, or from a boat. No people are permitted on the island. Hmm. Makes one wonder why that is. Yes, perhaps the Bermuda Triangle is really a portal, and this is where all the missing planes, people, boats, etc. end up. You know, it's possible. Um, that's something I think we're going to look into on a future episode sometime. I'm we've, game. We've talked about the Alaskan Triangle, and I know you want to look into the Bermuda Triangle, so... We might have to make a road trip and then do a report on this. Yeah, we can use the same porthole we used to go to Spain to get our vehicle down to Bermuda, right? Make a road trip out of it, Deb. <laughs> All right, so since we just used an imaginary portal, let's go ahead and discuss them. First off, one has to ask, do such things as portals really exist? I mean, they are a favorite theme in science fiction and the paranormal. But you're going to be surprised here. Well, as a matter of fact, they do exist, according to NASA and Dr. Jack Scudder, a plasma physicist at the University of Iowa. Okay, to quote Dr. Scudder, we call them X-points or electron diffusion regions. They're places where the magnetic field of Earth connects to the magnetic field of the Sun creating an uninterrupted path leading from our own planet to the sun's atmosphere 93 million miles away. Okay, so now we know science has proven that portals exist. And they are actually still working on this. Scientists at Oak Ridge Laboratory in eastern Tennessee are trying to open a portal to a parallel universe. The project which has been compared to the Upside Down in a Netflix blockbuster, Stranger Things, hopes to show a world identical to ours where life is mirrored. Forget about other worlds. Imagine if we could just walk through a portal to any place we want to go. Is anyone working on that? I'd be happy with that. What about you? Yeah, and as a matter of fact, as we said, they are doorways that open. Doorways to a parallel universe or the so-called multiverse, or another realm, maybe even another time. So, 
Are they, yeah, similar to wormholes, creating a dimensional shortcut? Portals don't just lead to the spirit realm. There's a growing number of claims that they could be interdimensional gateways or even doorways to a different time and place, like the past to future, within our own dimension. This is based on claims that objects and artifacts have fallen through portals. Things like feathers, arrowheads, or coins have been found in places where they have no business being or where they were not at just a moment before. So, I get the feeling you're trying to tell me perhaps a recent encounter I had was a portal? Possibly. I don't know. For the listener's context, I will share this story. I was leaving for work the other day, and I put everything in the back seat of my car. I got in. I went to start the car and realized that I left my phone in the house. So I gather my keys. I go back in the house. I open the door, and it looks like there's a piece of paper or something laying on the floor, but I'm in a hurry, so I step over top of it, and I go get my phone, and I come back, and I reopen the door to leave again, and I notice it's a feather that was not there when I left the house the first time. It was there when I come back in. I don't believe or remember there was any wind, so I I doubt it blew in with me because it was there when I opened the door the first time, or, you know, to come back in. I find it interesting that it was an (laughs) owl's feather because we have a lot of owls around here. And you, on your runs and walks in the morning, seem to be followed and visited by owls. And uh, maybe that's your spirit animal. And maybe it was a message that someone was leaving you. I don't know. I don't know, but I can't find a logical explanation why it was there when I opened the door to go back to get my phone. That that just defies logic for me. Yeah, I, I can't either. But, you know, this is a good segue because ghost spirits, apparitions, angels, demons, gnomes, fairies, and even Sasquatch, along with many other scary and spooky things, are said to travel through these portals. Just the other night, if you remember, we listened to some Navajo rangers explain that the skinwalkers use them to move around, getting from here to there in an instant. They'll be standing next to you, and a second later, they're over on that ridge. They also open in near-death experiences, as we discussed in our last episode. We've heard so many times in spooky stories and campfire tales about how thin the veil is. Is this veil the thin material between the universes? And are portals what opens to go back and forth? Is there one universe inhabited by us? One by ghosts and demons, maybe one by angels, and one by our evil doppelgangers. It just goes on and on, doesn't it? I am curious about this subject and would love to hear from our listeners at at any time. There are endless possibilities. Granted, they defy logic, but it, it can be proven, if it can be proven and harnessed, imagine what life would be like. Yeah, there there would be so many changes to what we know. And um, maybe we're getting ready to see some of that come forward. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now let's finish this episode with looking at wormholes. 
as I understand it, the biggest difference between a wormhole versus a vortex or portal is that the wormhole typically works within the same universe, but not always. For a simplified notion of a wormhole, space can be visualized as a two-dimensional surface. In this case, a wormhole would appear as a hole in that surface, leading to a 3D tube, like the inside of surface of a paper towel cylinder, then re-emerge at another location on the 2D surface with a hole similar to the entrance. An actual wormhole would be similar in function, but not in structure to this. But with the spatial dimensions raised by one, for example, instead of a circular holes on a 2D plane, the entry and exit points could be visualized as spherical holes in a 3D surface leading to, to leading into a four-dimensional tube similar to a spherinder. What is a spherinder? All right, let's take a quick, simple explanation. You got four people holding four corners of a belt of a bed sheet, mm -hmm. and you're holding it tight. Mm -hmm. And you take a ten-pound bowling ball and you set it in the middle of that flat bed sheet. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, it's got this dip in it, right? That dip in that bed sheet, where it makes that curve, is a cylinder. Okay. Okay. Another way to imagine wormholes is to take a sheet of paper and draw two separate, somewhat distant points on one side of the paper. The sheet of paper represents the plane in the space-time continuum, and the two points represent distance to be traveled. But theoretically, a wormhole could connect these two points by folding that plane, like you're folding up the piece of paper, so the points are actually getting closer together and eventually touching. This is the way it would be much easier to reverse the distance between two points. And are now, as they are now touching, it folds time and space. The holy grail to say in the wormhole world is to find out how to create it and make it traversable. The problem with making them traversable is the math currently doesn't allow for them to stay stable and they collapse on themselves eventually. So, yeah, they're still working on it. Maybe someone will come up with a nice funnel type of wormhole that we can actually use instead of an airplane to get from one side of the country to the other. That would be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Deb, what's your thoughts, comments, concerns on this or feathers or any, any other thing you may have? Um. Wormholes, vortex, it all sounds great either way. If we could immediately be wherever we want to be, no need for planes, trains, automobiles, it sounds like all kinds of problems could be solved in this world. I mean, someone, please, invent it or prove it and make it happen. Yeah, I think it's going to, but not in our lifetimes. And it may already exist but we just don't understand it. Mm -hmm. There might be people on this planet that do. It's not me. Well, it may not be human entities either, mm -hmm. but I believe someone on this planet understands how they work and the technology. Well, folks, this brings us to the end of the episode. And since we are starting to get into some science that is way above my abilities to comprehend, mm -hmm. as always, <laughs> thanks for listening, and until next time, when we discuss another tale yet to be told. Thank you for listening, and remember, 
to like and share the show. We would also appreciate a five-star rating wherever possible to help new listeners find the show. We welcome all questions or comments you may have about this or any other episode, and our contact information can be found in the show notes of this episode. You can also follow us at foreverparanormal.com. And if you'd like to support us, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash foreverparanormal. The links to these are also in the show notes of this episode. Thank you.